Welcome to Grass Talk Radio. This show is for people who play bluegrass music and anybody who might want to. Howdy folks and welcome back to the podcast. Today I want to discuss an issue that really has to do with with learning and making accomplishments. And obviously here we're talking about bluegrass music and your ability to play play well, make satisfying music, communicate to other people, possibly perform. That obviously is at the surface of what I'm talking about here. But these, these concepts that I'm go- going to try to drill down into today really apply to so many other things. So I'll let you decide how to apply these ideas, if at all. And, but before I get into this, I want to state something that I firmly believe in. And that is, I believe that an idea for it to become useful in your life generally works better if you think it was your idea. I've seen this so many times at lessons where, you know, I, I explain something to a student, I show them, I teach them, and it goes in one ear and out the other. But if somehow I can lead them to discover it on their own, a lot of times it really sinks in and makes a big impact. So I think, I guess what I'm saying is good teaching often is about presenting problems and presenting questions and letting the student work out the details on their own, you might say. Now, admittedly, there is some value in someone demonstrating things and, and, you know, teaching you the mechanics of things and, you know, because you might waste 10 years and never happen upon this particular idea. Like it, it might be expedient for the teacher to explain what a chromatic scale is. You know, it's just a, a bit of data about music theory that is handy and then you can do with it what you want. So I'm not saying that all teaching has to be this Socratic method um, of question and answer, but a a large part of it, I think, needs to be. So that's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to attempt to follow a little uh, scratched out diagram that I made this morning. And what I'm attempting to do here is to help you determine a better way to achieve your own goals. Better than me giving you, here are 10 tips for, you know, how to practice or whatever, whatever it is. You see this kind of thing all the time. What I want you to do is for you to devise your, your own 10 tips or five or a a thousand. And I have filled a hundred podcasts with stories and ideas. And sometimes I've gone down the laundry list of tips, you know, use a metronome and all that kind of stuff. But if you figure it out, then I think 
you're more likely to implement it. That's what I'm what I'm saying here. So, of late, well, I've been doing this since I I think I I started scratching around trying to build a mandolin. I began the very first one in 1982, going to make an F5 mandolin, and I didn't know how to build one. had had no idea, but there was a book uh, by Roger Simonoff that was a set of plans for how to build a mandolin. So I ordered the set of plans. And I followed the plans more or less. And I ended up with a mandolin uh, that I played in a band for I don't know, three three years or so, I played that mandolin that I made. But what happened there, It the going from the desire for a mandolin to having a mandolin in your hands, there are several steps. And the first step is the desire. You're not going to build a mandolin or you're not going to learn to play a banjo if you don't have the desire to. I mean, that, that's just so obvious. Schools, by the way, are full of kids with no desire to do what they're being asked to do. No wonder they perform poorly. Uh, same goes for music students, quite frankly. I think a lot of people are, are not taking lessons for the right reasons. But anyway, it all starts with a desire. So right away, if let's say the desire is to learn to play an instrument and the end result is that you can play the instrument to a level that is satisfying to you. So that's your desire. You want to learn how to play and at the end if everything works, or at some point in the future, I shouldn't say at the end, at some point in the future, you have accomplished your goal. Or, and I think I talked about this in podcast one or possibly episode two, or the other result is you don't accomplish your goal. And when I, a couple of episodes ago, I was talking about this building, this first mandolin, and that a, a good friend of mine also started to build a mandolin at the same time. He never completed it. He didn't. He had the plans. We both had the plans. We were both going to build one. And I finished mine. He didn't finish his. And for years and years, the neck of that mandolin hung around my shop hanging on a nail. It was a nicely done mahogany neck and already had the holes drilled in the peg head and it hung on a nail for years and years and years and years as he had left it over my house. When he gave up, he just left the parts laying around. Now, I will say this. He has gone on to accomplish many great things in his life. Finishing that mandolin just didn't happen to be one of them. So that's sometimes how it works out. Sometimes you achieve your goal, you fulfill your plan, and sometimes you don't. I mean, it's just, that's so obvious. But I want to look at this process because it starts with the desire. If you don't really have the desire, you know the old saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. 
It's true. You could take a kid to piano lessons, but you can't make him practice. It's true. It all starts with desire, which I believe there is a precursor to desire, which is belief. If you don't believe you can do it, you probably never even desire it. Like, I didn't believe I could ever be a basketball player. All it took was one tryout for the basketball team in the seventh grade, and I lost all belief that it was possible. So I never formed the desire to become a basketball player. I just uh, jettisoned that idea forever. (laughs) So it really starts with belief. That turns into a desire. The next thing that you need is a plan. A plan of action. Because to turn something from a mental idea into a reality requires action. And which actions you take constitutes your plan. So the Simonoff How to Build a... I forget the exact title of the book. Um, How to Construct a Bluegrass Mandolin, I think. Was a plan. And if you followed that plan, you could build the mandolin as he demonstrates in the book with the photographs and the, and the drawings and the step-by-step instructions. Now, that didn't mean you had to follow that exact plan. But some kind of plan must be implemented. It could be someone else's plan or it could be your own plan. But you're not going to get there without a plan. I think I did an episode about that. I think it's called choosing a guide, maybe. Let's put it this way. To go from belief to desire to positive end result result requires a plan. Here's where most people are, I think. They develop the desire. They have the belief or enough belief to formulate some sort of desire. Like, oh, I'd like to be able to maybe jam a little bit and pick along and things like that. Or it could be, at the other end, I want to make a career out of music. So this belief forms and then the desire forms and then you're looking for a plan. And here's, there's a, there's a wide range of types of plans. <laughs> you know, if you want to learn to play the mandolin, I'm sure you could spend all day <laughs> looking at all the various plans that people have laid out for you to accomplish your goal. But they range from no plan on one side of the scale to at the far end, a great plan or a fabulous plan. And in the middle are good plans and fair plans and okay plans and pretty good plans. And But here's the thing. You don't have a crystal ball. This is, this is the thing that has stumped human, humankind since day one, is the inability to accurately and flawlessly predict the future. If you could predict the future, plans would be easy. You would know how to select the correct plan because you would know in advance which one would work. But unfortunately, we don't have that. We cannot predict the future. We can make guesses about the future. 
and the more correct our guesses are about the future, the more likely is that our plan of action will work. That's kind of the idea behind the testimonial. You know, an advertisement will give you a testimonial from, you know, Joe Smith in Arkansas. This is the best mandolin video series I've ever encountered. I learned a great deal using these lessons. Well, that is some sort of evidence that leads you to believe, well, perhaps this is a good plan. But let's start off with, you've got the desire to play an instrument. We'll just stick with that for now. This could be to open a laundromat or get a college degree in human um, sociology or or whatever it is to um, build a picture frame out of wormy chest wood, chestnut wood. It doesn't. I don't care what your desire is. The the, the principles here are the same. But we'll, I'm going to keep my examples primarily to learning to play an instrument. So you've got the belief, and then you've got this desire. Now you need a plan. Well, let's look at you have no plan. No plan. Well, if you follow that plan, the no plan plan, you're going to either have a good result or a bad result. In other words, did you fulfill your desire? You got no plans. You have no real methodology. No, no formula. No steps to follow. You have no plan. You're like, I'm living my life without a plan. And you're following it religiously. You're, you'll either have a good result or a bad result. And it's mostly just going to be dumb luck. <laughs> you might, you know, you might luck into it. What, what is that old saying? Um, oh, I, I forget what it is about stumbling across a gem once in a while. Once in a while, you might stub your toe on a gold nugget. But basically, the truth is, if you have no plan and you follow that plan, you could have good results, you could have bad results. But it's mostly just going to be chance and dumb luck. Now, I'm not saying that can't happen. It does happen. Sometimes somebody just, hey, it's their lucky day. You lucked into it, you know. And that can happen with playing an instrument or building a mandolin or whatever it is your goal is. Odds are, though, you're probably with no plan, and you're following it religiously. More than likely, experience tells me you're probably not going to reach your goals. I used to always use the example of, oh, you want to row a boat. Well, where are you going? Where are you do you even have the boat pointed anywhere? Or are you just like going around in circles? Or, you know, you might just bum luck end up in a place that you happen to have wished to go. But it's a lot better if you make a plan. You say, okay, I'm going to go out past the point and then I'm going to row west for six miles and then turn south. And I'll, I'll soon be at the bar drinking margaritas with my friends. That's, you know, it's a plan. There are waypoints and steps, and you're a lot more likely to navigate your way to your destination 
if you have a destination and you've got a plan to get there. So that's my opinion of no plans. Sometimes you get lucky and, the, and that no plan works. And my experience says that generally doesn't work. So now let's move along the scale from no plan to a better plan. We'll just call it a good plan. Here's a good plan. I, you know, any plan to me is better than no plan. If I'm going to build that mandolin, even some poorly drawn plans with not enough information and I don't have the, the, the scale of the drawings right and they're telling me maybe I should make the top out of oak or, you know, I'm, maybe there's even errors in the plan, but it's still better plan than no plan. So you've got, let's just say you've got a good plan. Well, you can follow it or not follow it. So let's assume you've got a good plan, a reasonably good plan, and evidence suggests that the good plan actually does produce results, as the testimonials claim. So you've found a good plan that you think will lead you to your desired outcome. You can either follow the plan or not follow the plan. Which one do you think is more likely to be successful? I shouldn't give you the answers. I should just, you, you already know the answer. You can, if you have a good plan, one that you think is good, but you don't follow it, you're right back to no plan. A good plan not followed is no plan basically. Or it's a good plan turned into a bad plan. Because, well, I don't really care for that step three and step four. That thing about the metronome, I don't, I can't, I'll just skip that part. Well, you just destroyed part of the plan. You just knocked one leg out from under the table. And then there's another part that, well, you didn't, that part, you figured you'd change that because there's possibility that you actually know more than the person who's teaching you and what does he know you know that kind of thing so you can take a good plan and not follow it and you're basically going to end up back in that zone very similar to the no plan followed the no plan which you followed and that is your good plan that you refuse to follow either because you don't like the way the plan, every aspect of the plan, or because maybe you're too lazy to actually put the plan into practice, or it requires too much effort, you're going to end up in the same good result or bad result, mostly by dumb luck, again. It just puts you back in the same place. A good plan not followed might as well be no plan. You might as well just do the no plan thing. Plus, if the plan costs you in time and money, well, you can save that. Just do the no plan thing and follow that religiously and, you know, flip a coin. Maybe it'll work out for you. Maybe it won't. But the other choice is you start with your desire and you find what you think to be a good plan and you follow it. You will either get, again, a good result or a bad result. You'll see positive change, or you'll see 
No change. Well, here's where it starts getting tricky. Because when the results happen, sometimes can vary. Like, if I say to you, I think you, you really need to get out to more jam sessions, I think that'll help your playing. Okay. Well, is it one jam session, or is it ten, or is it a hundred? It's hard, you know, you kind of don't know. Maybe what I'm saying is you might be on the verge of a breakthrough and then blame the plan and say, ah, this, was, this plan didn't work, you know, and quit too soon. So sometimes it has to do with how long you follow the plan. Diets are certainly that way. You're not going to lose 50 pounds in a week. I don't care what diet it is. Well, except maybe the amputation diet, you know, that could possibly work. So if, if you have, let's say, a good diet plan and you follow it, but you don't follow it long enough, you probably won't achieve the result that you hope for. So as you've got this good plan and you're following it to the best of your ability and you're either getting good or bad results, but then there's this feedback loop. If you're not getting good results, you may decide to alter the plan. I think that could be a good idea. Altering the plans, I altered those original mandolin plans. In fact, I'm building another F5 right now. that has been in the works for, in bits and pieces for 10 years. My plans alter almost on a daily basis. I have a I have it in my mind exactly how I'm going to do this thing. Then I began to fiddle around with it, and pretty soon I'm thinking, well, you know, maybe I'm going to, maybe I won't do that. Maybe I'll do it this way. So altering plans is something I think you should consider because that's how you turn a good plan into a better plan or into a worse plan. So you've got this good plan and you're, you're following it, We'll assume, and you're either having good or good or bad results. Try altering the plan and seeing does that give better results or worse results. So tinkering, we do this every time we drive. You know, you just don't lock your you know ten and two position on the steering wheel and point it down the road. You have to constantly make little alterations to your course. To keep you on the track or on the road between the ditches, as they say. So altering plans is good, but you have to think about how severely do you alter the plan. And I'm going to tell you what the ultimate plan alteration is. And that's just checking the whole thing. It's possible that's the best idea. Because you may have been wrong when you thought it was a good plan. You devised a plan or somebody presented a plan to you. This is a great plan and follow my 10 easy steps. And, you know, and it might not be true. Might not be true for you in particular. So it could be that the best alteration of a plan is scrapping the thing. Coming up with a new plan. Or perhaps you need to follow, carefully re-examine the plan 
and tweak it or stay with the exact plan but for a longer period of time. Follow what I'm getting at? So you can take a good plan and turn it into no plan by not following it. You can take a good plan and follow it and then tweak it and alter it and if you see improvements in the results, then continue that, and you've now got a slightly altered plan. You're turning the good plan into a great plan. Or, you can cut your losses, pull the plug on the whole thing, try a new plan. Here's what happens to a lot of people at that point, though. A lot of people think, well, this plan is a good plan. It doesn't work. It must be me. Maybe I'm just not cut out for this. And the desire and the belief begins to evaporate away. But they could be wrong about that. You could be wrong about that. I think a lot of people take up an instrument and go through that cycle. They have the belief at some level. They get the desire. They seek out a plan. And probably, you know, most plans fall into the good. Most plans are good if you'll just follow them, you know. There are 10 diets you can use to lose weight. If you'll just follow them, the fo oh, it's the following that makes the, the big difference, usually. But if they fail, they tend to blame themselves rather than the, the plan because all the testimonials said, this is a great plan. These are great lessons. I, his videos are excellent. You know, his books. Oh, man, I learned so much. They don't think that. They think the stuff's good. I'm the one that's bad. So either my belief is incorrect or maybe maybe I've just got the wrong desires. Maybe I... Maybe I shouldn't be a musician. Maybe I'm not cut out to be a musician. And you know what? At that point, that's true. It is true. Because if you don't believe you can play music and your desire withers away like a leaf in the fall, you ain't going to be a musician. It requires that belief. I'm not going to tell you how to get the belief. Well, I will tell you this one thing. I will tell you how to get the belief. And that is, have some successes. That's, man, that, that'll do more for belief than anything. Didn't think you could do it, huh? Well, now look. I'll give you a, a perfect example. Happened this week. My wife bought my 10-year-old son. Well, I guess we've had this thing about two years. A pogo stick. So this pogo stick, well, two years ago, he would climb on it and try to jump on it and we're trying to explain to him teach him how to do it when of course neither me or my wife can actually do it ourselves. but we're explaining it you know well what you do is you, you get on there and you jump up and down well it turns out he was too light the the tension of the spring and i don't know the mechanism that makes it bounce he didn't have enough mass in his body to to make it happen it just fall over he couldn't compress the spring well now he's 10 two years have gone by picked up the pogo stick he gets on the pogo stick can't bounce one time falls over 
And I, all I said, and this is pretty much all my wife said, was, well, all you got to do is bounce it once. And if you do that, try for two. See if you can bounce twice before you fall off. And when you do that, try for three. You're just going to have to get on there and try it. That's the way these things work sometimes. Well, at first, he believed he could do it. Because, oh, well, you get on this thing and you bounce. He's got the belief. Then he falls off and his belief falls off. Then he tries and he tries and he fails. And he fails again. He's losing his belief. And then all of a sudden, because his subconscious is beginning to figure this pogo stick out, all of the advice and all of the tips and all of the calculations in his mind, they're not working. What works is experience, getting on it. and Your body learns things whether you know it or not. Try to teach somebody to ride a bicycle. Try to explain that. The only way you could teach somebody how to improve their cycling, but you can't teach somebody how to ride. They're just going to have to get on and start pedaling and try and fall off a hundred times. But I had walked off and all of a sudden I heard boing, 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 boing. I'm like, he's doing it. I turn around and look and my wife is counting 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27. How did that happen? Well, number one, it happened because he just kept trying. He kept on trying because he still believed. And his plan was very simple. Get on and jump. You know, pretty simple. But after that, you know that the next attempt he made, he did 51. 51. And the day before, he couldn't pogo at all. And I still can't, by the way. I think I'm too heavy for the spring. That's probably what it is. His belief skyrocketed when he... 10 20 and he sees he sees i'm actually doing it wow i'm actually doing it belief goes through the roof well you know the opposite happens too you you got to figure out how to how to develop your belief but the best way is to actually do something i used to drag my students to jam sessions come on we're skipping lesson this week we're going down to the red light and we're going to pick you know Oh, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I don't know any songs. Come on, let's go. Tune that thing. Let's go. Play. At the end of the night, I can't get him to leave. You know, he's having a great time. His belief just went through the roof. So let me just go back over it very quickly. It starts with belief. Then you must formulate a desire in your mind. If you don't have that, you will not accomplish anything. Then you need a plan. And your plan can range from no plan at all, which is where most people are, to a good plan, which they either follow or don't follow. And frankly, most people, in their excitement to learn, pick out a good plan and then pretty much don't follow it. And that's why they don't end up succeeding. You don't follow your plan. 
you di- you didn't lose weight because you didn't follow the diet. You know, you, sorry, you can't eat those bonbons. You know, they're not part of the plan. You know, if the teacher says metronome, there must be a reason why he suggests that. These practice tracks, and he says, try it with the tracks. You don't do it. Or he says, I want you to take this song, take it home, to, and bring it back next week. I want you to transpose those chords into all 12 keys. Bring it back to me next week. And they come in, oh, man, I forgot to do the, I didn't, I forgot the transposition thing you told me about. Yeah, you're not following the plan. No wonder it's not working. So you get a good plan, you follow the plan, you either have good results or bad results, and you tweak and alter the plan and potentially chunk the plan entirely. Maybe your plan just isn't that good. Or maybe so-and-so's plan just isn't that good. Maybe your desire was completely wrong. I had a guy one time who was a banjo student. He dearly wanted to play the banjo. He loved the banjo. And eventually, after much failure and a year of lessons, I convinced him, or I suggested, and he decided to try it, playing the bass. And he turned out to be an okay bass player and had a lot of fun going to jams, playing his bass. Sometimes you got to just chunk the plan and try something completely different, like I did with basketball. (laughs) Anyway, that's sort of uh, some thoughts on how to get from your desire to a good end result. And as always, I've got my plans, (laughs) uh, which I encourage you to explore over on BradleyLaird.com, where you can find all of my instructional materials, ebooks, and videos. And thanks to everybody that has been listening to the show. And thanks for the ideas. I've got a couple of emails um, marked again. Had a guy wrote me a really long, detailed email where he, he talked about the specific things, the good things that he got out of this episode and that episode and this episode. And it's just incredible. And I, I, when I'm feeling kind of low, I just pull up his email and I read it and I go, well, maybe I am doing a good thing here. Anyway, thanks to everybody that has, um, you know, communicated with me or with your friends. You know, just telling your friends about the show is also a good thing for me. So anyway, hopefully you will concoct a plan and figure out how to follow it. Y'all take care. I'll talk to you in the next episode.